So good afternoon everybody, this is uh, Jason Powers. So today I'm going to uh, do a deep dive into Jeffrey Epstein, because it all started with him. I'm going to play music in the background, so um, it's going to be on random play. Well, not random, but completely um, self-selected, I guess, in a way. I don't know. <clears throat> so we're going to go through some tweets, and we're going to go through some uh, ideas. I thought I'd change it up today. I'm going to play music the whole time while I do this. Because this is a depressing topic, but I think it's one that well needs to be served and t uh, discussed. And I figured I would do it um, in the way that I felt more, most comfortable, which is listening to some music. I'm, uh, I'm like everybody else times have been pretty rough on all of us. There's not going to be a lot of structure to this, but uh, we'll try to do the best we can. So, as we're all aware, we're well aware, or should be, July 2019 seems to have been a kickoff point for the current situations that we're in. And why I say that is Jeffrey Epstein was arrested. Now, <clears throat> the funny thing is, is he was arrested and I don't know if this wasn't a designed arrest by powers that be that, that may have called in or decided that they were going to use this as the cover. It's kind of interesting because it, it didn't seem to make a lot of sense to throw him under the bus. But it did, it did serve as a big distraction as things were unfolding. Um, during the summer of 2019 was when... Um, Biden had just gotten in the race. He was uh, looking like a buffoon in the early months, really. I mean, there's nothing... There. He has never changed that, but he was... I mean, people were already considering his candidacy laughable. And then in late July, the, the, the Mueller uh, presentation was done. He looked like a buffoon, too. And the very next day, or the day... Um, um, Trump talked with the Ukrainian um, Prime Minister, the new one, the short guy, is a comedian, that turned into a big to-do for the Democrats. Uh, they um, set in motion their their little interior spies to, to get out the information that Trump was asking about Joe Biden and uh, CrowdStrike and, you know, you know, they were trying to make it into the quid pro quo that he was withholding aid from the Ukrainians, the almighty Ukrainians being withheld aid, which was bullshit because they did receive the aid. So uh, what, if any, leverage Trump was using? Well, if he was using leverage to figure out what kind of crimes that Joe Biden was committing out in Ukraine, frankly, that's part of his job since he's the chief executive and he supposedly has a D D Department of Justice is supposed to be investigating allegations of crimes. But of course we know the Department of Justice and the FBI and the CIA and the other alphabet agencies no longer work on our benefit or on our behalf. They work to um, subvert democracy or this republic um, because they're trying to make it so that especially the left, they want to make it so that they make the decisions because they think they're superior to everybody around them. Especially the elite superior, the elite uh, left, 
and by the elite left, that's the that's overwhelmingly the majority. They've consolidated power through Wall Street, through technology, they think. And they think they're inherently brighter and smarter and cl more clever than everybody else around them. Um, they use their, uh, they're using corporate fascism and, and uh, government support to get their ideas across. So where does this intersect with F Jeffrey Epstein? Well, Jeffrey Epstein was, had his hands in lots of cookie jars and he knew lots of bigwig billionaires. So I'm going to start with, well, we'll start with Technofog. Um, just because it's a quick uh, summary of some uh, up-to-date stuff. So Ghislaine Maxwell was um, Epstein's uh, cohort, and a case update was done. He put this out on September 3rd, which is when this um, order came out. The court has ordered the government to disclose the identities of Maxwell's unnamed co-conspirators. So, uh, evidently, there are some names that were hit, hitting, hidden in this. The government shall also disclose to the defense the identities of any unnamed co-conspirators who allegedly participated in the conspiracies charged in S2 indictment to whom the government will refer at trial. <clears throat> so, this is on the docket. This was a, a order from Al Allison J. Nathan, uh, New York. And it looks like it's by the Southern District, I think. If I'm, not, it's a district judge, signed district judge, so it doesn't say what court it's in. But I think it, I think this case is being heard in the Southern District of New York. So, here's where it gets interesting. As of August 2020, the DOJ investigators of the co-conspirators remained active. Or, and then he, um, Technofog, who was a lawyer, did an explanation on this. So, who these people are and what who they're involved with. It's a, a matter of speculation, but I think our trial is supposed to kick off sometime in October. So we're, we're getting close, or we're getting close to something. I don't know what it is. The reason why I'll start there is just because there's a, all, these, all these strands are coming together. The financial strands, um, you've heard about Evergrande, which is a Chinese uh, investment company that they call the next Lehman. So its counterparty exposure probably is going to cause a huge economic or financial collapse because we're talking about $300 billion entity that is going to zero due to its investments. So that's going to be interesting to see how that unwinds and who are the counterparties. People don't like losing money and then they always like to try to obfuscate, lie, Especially when they've been caught doing something as stupid as all this. Uh, so, next thing we're going to go to is Jesse Transhumanphobic uh, Matchy. So, he put together these excellent spreads, and this is going to take the majority of the time. But, uh, <clears throat> I'm just going to read them, and then I'm going to look at the. He has inserts and, and things he had said, and different. That he, he put this together in this long thread. So Jesse is a retired Army Black Hawk pilot. He's a medivac, former financial planner. So yeah, he he, he has some resume um, items. So we'll, we won't go through all that. So in 2009, a group of Epstein Lizlane aligned billionaires discussed overpopulation, how to curb population growth. In 2012, Epstein held a doomsday conference consisting of many of the the vaccine aligned scientists. I find that interesting, don't you? Yeah. 
So this is from what was called the Wealth Report. This was May 26 of 2009, a piece written by Robert Frank. So last week's meeting of the great and the good or the richest, uh, richest and the richer was bound to draw criticism. This is according to the Associated Press. The New York meeting of billionaires Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, David Rockefeller, Eli Broad, George Soros, Ted Turner, Oprah, Michael Bloomberg, and others was described by the Chronicle of Philanthropy as an informal gathering aimed at encouraging philanthropy. Yeah, so of those, I mean, some other names in that. So when you look at Michael Bloomberg, Michael Bloomberg was connected to Jeffrey Epstein because he was working, uh, Epstein's uh, foundation was uh, dealing with uh, Bloomberg. And also dealt with Gates. Uh, we can go down the list of all the other connections there. So there was no, there was no agenda. We were told no plan for a follow-up meeting, probably because uh, Rockefeller's kicked off. But <clears throat> you know, wealth and power in all one room. So according to the Times of London headline, billionaire club and bid to curb world population says the issues are discussed in the top secret meeting included health care education, and by far the most controversial, slowing the global population growth. Taking their cue from Gates, they agreed that the overpopulation was a priority. Of course it is. These people have been uh, eugenicists and population council uh, funders for decades, if not a century, in, in the terms of... Uh, that's why they get so absolutely irate when... Uh, you reduce the ability for them to control uh, abortion. Uh, and by control abortion, making it uh, <laughs> supposed to be. There was a time in the 90s when it used to be called safe, uh, safe and rare. Now it's called you know plentiful and uh, you know like a commodity. And we have women that are dumb enough to believe that this is a good idea. But you know that's because they, they, they. When they're young and stupid, they, they think that making bad decisions makes them somehow a radical or makes them edgy or gets them cachet or whatever. Their narcissism just shows through. And then 20 years later, they're upset about the fact that they did stuff like this. And if they damage their, their ability to reproduce, then they're really sad because they can't do anything about it. And they know that they ruined their life. They ruined one of their, the main objectives of life, which is to reproduce produce offspring, raise them, teach them right, make them better human beings, make the world a better society. Seems pretty obvious to me, but a lot of women say, well, I didn't want it with this particular guy or such and such. And it's like, okay, no one, no one ever, no one in 99% of the cases, no one held a gun to these people's heads to do the things that they did. They did what they did and then they don't want to suffer the consequences of those actions. And by that I mean they, they don't want to they don't want to take responsibility for their actions. But yet they're very quick to make sure that you're responsible for your actions, whether you be male or female in, in certain circumstances, about a whole host of things like this vaccine, for example. They're very quick to, to point the bony finger at you and say, you need to take this vaccine, even though the vaccine is completely untested and unsafe. And when I say unsafe, I mean that the, the numbers keep on coming out that it doesn't do anything to curb this uh, this coronavirus, which it was never meant to. The coronavirus has just merely adapted around it and become more transmissible, at least at least if you hear some reports. So you have a more transmissible 
virus, which a vaccine can't stop, doesn't prevent, doesn't doesn't make you immune from. So what's the point of the vaccine? The answer is there never was a, a point to it. It's like people became too retarded to realize that a coronavirus is nothing but an, a common flu. And common flus have never been seized. The only difference with this one is this thing was ginned up to be a targeted to a specific population based upon a gain-of-function bioweapon type of matrix which allowed it to um, be more lethal to them. So I'm getting off topic, but the point is, is this is what we're dealing with when we're talking about this population growth idea and concept that and Gates is involved in this. You know, we know this. This is obvious. This is obvious to anyone but only the most uh, un, un uh, I would say, un, um, uninitiated. Such a stand wouldn't be surprising. Messenger, uh, Mr. Gates, Buffett, and Turner have quietly worried about Malthusian population problems for years. You know, Mr. Gates in February outlined a plan to try to cap the world's population at 8.3 billion people rather than the projected 9.3 billion at which the population is expected to peak. Peak. And then it goes into, but some right-leaning blogs, right-leaning bot. There's always this problem with right, the people on the right. Of course, they've always projected that this is the right people are the Nazis. Now, people on the right are not Nazis. This is a misnomer. This is actually a falsity. Because Nazis were socialists. And socialists are leftists. The people that they complain about on the right, that are the hard right, the, the, the things that they despise about certain people that are, quote, the neo-Nazis, the, the old skinheads, the, the old uh, bad, baddies, is the, are the people that are purely racist and speculative. They're just as racist as the left, except that they, they, they supposedly care about their nation. That's only the differences. There's a there's a the mashup of two things. They they're highly they're highly racist. They're highly uh, they want their nationality. Whereas the 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 people that are on the left are highly collectivist and they're highly authoritarian and they're more globally they want they want a one world order. So they usually get ginned up by these wealthy assholes to do this feel this way. <clears throat> so we'll skip on to the next one. So this is a long thread. Now I'm gonna have plenty of time to talk about it. I just right now I'm just freewheeling it as I go. Wouldn't people like to know that Epstein held a doomsday conference on his island with scientists from MIT, Harvard, and more? Was there determination that the Earth was overpopulated? They needed to act on it, say like with a virus. So this is from April 16th. He, he tweeted this out. So there was a, this was a press release. I'm going to have to see if I can open it up so I can read this a little easier. So yeah. So yeah, this is from April 5th of 2012. This is when they, they would still put Epstein's picture right at the top. They call him a science philanthropist. He organized a global doomsday conference. In the wake of the March 2011 Tahaku uh, earthquake and tsunami, which created more than 300,000 refugees and radioactive contamination across the entire region. The Bulletin of Atomic Scientists pushed this symbolic doomsday clock one minute closer to midnight last January to re reflect the world's lack of progress with battling climate change and nuclear weapons. To address this concern, the Jeffrey Epstein Foundation, which funds science and research education, is organizing a second world conference called Coping with Future Catastrophes. 
likely uh, uh, to be held most likely in Dubai in the UA UAE. Uh, the conference uh, took place last December in the U.S. Virgin Islands. <laughs> U.S. Virgin Islands, where of course he held he had his little pedophile island at, to bring together prestigious panels of scientists, which Epstein did. He had a lot of uh, prestigious scientists that he would uh, kick over or kick around. Um, let me see if I can get to it. So, some of the people he invited. Uh, let's see. So other scientists include Martin Nowak.